You're listening to The Radcast, a top 25 worldwide business podcast. If it's radical, we cover it. Here's your host, Ryan Alford. Guys, what's up? Welcome to the latest edition of The Radcast. I'm Ryan Alford, your host. We say if it's radical, we cover it. It's radical happy today. I, I watch a lot of sports talk. Yeah, I'm a dude. We watch sports. We watch, I talk sports. And our guest today is a TV personality, a producer, and writer. Her name's Alex Curry, and she's one of the happiest, smiliest people I know, and I love it. And I'm glad you're here, Alex. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, no, that's my kind of lifestyle is happy is my vibe. And what is what you get in real life and when I'm on TV talking sports? Because at the end of the day, I think people forget sports are a game. Sports are supposed to be fun. Sports are entertainment. So why not make it that when you're talking about it every day on TV? Yeah, and you do it well. I was like, you're always subbing in, and then sometimes you're always on the air. I, I, I'm finding you on more and more things. Like, you've got your own programs now. <laughs> She's everywhere. Things. But Cowherd's where, where I got introduced to you, and then I'm like, and I catch you on this show awesome. and that show, and you got your own your other things now. But we'll get to that. Let's talk Alex's professional journey and – what the hell made you want to get in TV? <laughs> oh, man. It was the perfect combination of both things that my life was always about. I have been involved playing sports from the moment I could walk. And I played every sport that I could. I was soccer, softball. I grew up on the beach. So you have the volleyball. You have the swimming, tennis, just anything and everything that I could. Year-round, I was always outside playing. And that that continued throughout my high school and college career ended up playing soccer in college. But during that time, I was also doing theater. I did a lot of musical theater and I loved performing and I loved the production. And I always loved just being involved in all that. I did a lot of growing up in LA. I did a lot of extra work while I was in middle school and high school, did a lot of the performances. And it was this perfect little combination of, I was always very specific with what I wanted to do. I, I didn't say my current job until later on in life. But I remember talking to my dad, I think it was in elementary school. And I was like, yeah, dad, I'm not going to be in an office. I'm going to be like out, like working in the field. He's okay. Let's see how that goes. And I was always just very intentional and spoke things into existence. I want to do this. Okay. Now how do I get there? And and what do I do next? And that's how I got into the production world of things. I ended up going to San Diego state playing soccer there and knew that if I wanted to get within this inner world of entertainment, whatever it was that I was going to be doing, because I didn't know yet, but I just knew that I wanted to be involved in it in somehow. And I ended up starting behind the scenes working for a production company, the Joe Lewis production company that basically set up every major award show, red carpet in LA. And I would spend all of my summer breaks, winter breaks, spring breaks, just hands-on, doing PA work, crafty, walking celebs down the right carpet, anything and anything I could get my hands on, I basically said yes. And I did that for two, three years. And while I was doing that, ended up getting picked up while I was working as a stage manager to be the Mountain Dew hostess on the championship gaming series on DirecTV. And next day, just showed up to work, started doing on-camera stuff. And that was when I had this, oh, this is fun. I can do this. I actually, I'm so curious by nature. Like I, it feels like I'm in a performance, which is like what I did with theater on stage all the time anyway. And that was my reintroduction back into the, okay, I think this is 
what I want to do. And then that next semester, I was in a class where we had to do, because I was a journalism media studies major with a business marketing minor. And one of the classes, we had to write a paper about what we wanted to do and what were all the exact steps you had to do to get there. And it was the first time I said out loud, I want to be a host. I think I want to be a TV host. And I wrote a paper. I, I figured out what you had to do, which I had to get an internship. So then I applied for a bunch of internships. Ended up getting one at E! News and Fuel TV, which was like the action sports network. Ended up deciding to take the Fuel TV one because sports is more of who I am. And I figured smaller company, I could probably learn more hands-on and have more opportunities to grow and rise in a smaller setting. So that was my first kind of foot in the door, figuring out what I wanted to do. And I spent that summer um, interning at Fuel TV while I was still in college. So I did five years behind the scenes before I actually got my real first opportunity on camera. That's how it is. Everybody loves to think that no matter what is, oh, you just landed into it. Just got thrown in no. your lap, right? Oh my it's, God, that's no. like, with anything. <laughs> no way. Uh, no, I was actually like, like me, like I was getting me personally, like getting coffee or like doing whatever. Yeah, I did. Was, yeah, yeah, I mean, got coffees. <laughs> I was going like running in to go get gaff tape, like miles away to bring it back. Like I interned at, Fuel TV. I was the field PA on Last Call with Carson Daly. I was the talent manager for ESPN X Games. I literally took any opportunity that I could because in my mind, it's you never know who you're going to meet. This is such a small industry. And it actually, because I did that, I ended up becoming extremely close with everybody that was working on the X Games. And that's how I met Salema Masakela. And I ended up being his co-host once he went to Red Bull and we did the Red Bull Signature Series. And so that was like my in there. It's just, I always tell people, say hi, be kind to everybody. You never know what can come from a situation. Follow up, network, and just say yes. Just go <laughs> for it. Yes. I, we're going to, that's going to be a highlight clip right there. That's, that is the key to a lot of things in life. Everybody wants to make it, compli yeah. everybody wants to make it complicated, but I think that's like self-sabotaging no. in a way, because you want it to be complex when just say yes and just show up. And I don't know if you've heard of Grant Cardone. He's like one of the most successful real estate and business guys right now. And okay. his thing is he has three keys to success. And one of them just show up, baby. It's not that hard. Like I like it. It confuses me sometimes because I'm like, it's simple. All you have to do, show up, work hard, and just be the best of what you're trying to do. And do one thing every single day to better your craft. Because even if you are at the top of your craft, you can still get better every single day. And the best people are always trying to find ways to get better every single day. And if you don't know how to do it, figure it out. Just figure it out. Like the way I got my first like my foot in the door with Fox Sports is... A funny story. I was bartending. So after I graduated college, I was doing all the behind the scenes jobs. I was living at my parents for the first year. I was bartending down the street at Sharky's. And it was a Wednesday afternoon. And I was just talking to, there were two guys at the bar. Talking to one guy who I wanted a Canon 7D for my birthday. This guy behind me goes, oh, I highly recommend the Canon 7D. I turn around and go, what do you do? He's like, I'm a producer at Fox Sports. I was like, great. I want to work at Fox Sports. He's like, yeah, it's a little forward. He's like, usually people audition. I was like, even better. I got a show idea for you. And I just pitched him a show idea. He goes, do you have a script? I go, I can get you a script. He gives me his card. He goes, call me when you have a script. He leaves. I call my friend who's a manager. I was like, Peter? Send me every script that you have. I have no idea how to write a script, but I'm going to figure it out. 
He sends me all these scripts. I, I am all fake it till you make it, learn on the fly. Yes, you can. Every, everyone's figuring it out as they go. I ended up getting a script together, sending it to my, who became a longtime producer, Max. He absolutely loved it, said he was going to shoot the pilot for free. We ended up shooting the pilot. Two days later, he invited me to go to China to cover the World University Games for Fox College Sports. And right when I got back was when I had an audition for the Angels and everything just started to go from there. But it's like, you never know when, it, I say this all the time, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. I was so ready. I was in a hosting academy. I had been going through daily classes because I didn't go to a broadcast school. I was just figuring it out. So I had to do that after college. I played soccer. I was an athlete. I love sports, but I didn't know how to talk on camera, there's all these things. I talk a lot with my hands. So it was like, find a home for your hands, how to conduct an interview, all these things. So I'd been going through all of this training, all of these auditions, nothing was happening there. And then it just so happened to be a moment when I was bartending, but just so ready and hungry for the opportunity. I love that. And you said something earlier. I was like, Alex isn't this old. She was, you said Carson Daly and last call. And I'm like, Alex is not old enough to have been on that show or been working on that. I was a field PA. Oh, yes, I was. Oh, yes, I, I was. I remember that show. I, I think that was it. like 2011, yeah. 20, 2011, yeah. 2012. Yeah, that's right when it was. I love yeah. Carson, though. You, you keep up with him? No, it, it didn't end well for me there. Really? It was actually like a, it was a good mutual split because that was the reason I decided to go all in on following my dreams to become a host and not doing the behind the scenes work anymore. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Is, and you get into, I guess the sports thing, like you obviously played. So it obviously was a natural yep. transition. Is it just, is it yeah. is the passion as simple as that? I had a sports obsessed dad too. We had season tickets to Dodger stadium. I spent every free not like when i was playing not at a tournament because i played club soccer which was year round and softball which is like a lot so any free moment that we had our family time was either spent at the beach or at dodger stadium so i grew up just in and around sports and loving sports and i also i love playing and i love competing i am such an athlete like in my core of who i am and i just i love what sports does like the big picture of sports, how it brings people together, how you can experience every single emotion in one game, how it just, it makes you realize what teamwork can do. There's so many things within sports that are just great outlooks on life. And it was just so much of who I was and who I am that it just, it just felt right. Like I, I was always watching games anyway. Now I'm paid to talk about it and watch games, which is still, I pinch myself sometimes. I'm like, really? <laughs> you sure? Cool. Are you officially, talk to us now with what you do now. Like I, I catch you on okay. Colin or did, and you still okay. sub there, but walk yeah. us through what's the day job versus the, you'll sign up and say yes. And I'm like subbing slash co-hosting. Walk us through like yeah. that now. The last two years have been pretty crazy. So I was sidelined for the Angels for 10 years. Also did King sideline during their Stanley Cup years. Did the signature series for Red Bull. Did the Big Ten Network, Tailgate 48. Did so many outside things. And then I became full-time with Fox Sports 1 
in 2021 uh, to host Fox Bet Live, which was their live sports betting show. Yep. And while I was there, I was also not only like the host of that, but I am also their main fill in for all of their studio shows. So I would do Undisputed on Thursdays and Fridays. Eventually, when they had Joy fill in for Colin for the first time, I was her co-host, which was a huge deal because it was their first, I think, all-female show that they had ever had on the network. It was great. It was great. Yeah, with two sports-obsessed women. And she's also a dear friend of mine. So that was just so fun and so rad. What sucks about two pretty ladies that know more about sports than nine out of ten guys? It sounds like a show in waiting. (laughs) Right? Yeah. It's pretty hilarious when you have a guy come up to you and they're like, oh, sports. And then they ask you a simple question. You're like, oh, no, you don't know sports. (laughs) Come at me. Let's go. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. (laughs) Yeah. I cut you off, but okay, so, yeah. so you did that. So now I don't know if you've seen, but Fox got rid of their sports book. So once that went, then the Fox Bet Live show went as well. So now I host a, I co-host a daily baseball show with Ben Verlander called Flippin' Bats. Mm-hmm. I have my own Fox Sports radio show on Saturdays. Saturday afternoons from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific, the only female-led radio show on the entire network. And then, yeah, I am still their number one fill-in for whenever and whatever they need across all of the in-studio shows. And I've also done everything from college football. I did sideline with, I do college football sideline. 2019, I was a U.S. embedded reporter for the Women's World Cup with Fox. Anything and everything, I've always just been like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. But my new transition of what I've, really wanted to do and which is why I made that move from out in the field out in the field is like sideline live at the games to in studio is I want to have deeper conversations I want to start giving my opinion that was the next step in my career and this is that next step of how I build that muscle and kind of take that part of my career to the next level yeah and so understanding like the business side of it so the betting goes away and we're not to get into yeah. the personal aspect of your contract, but like trying to yeah. understand, like you're on the roster, obviously you're under yeah. contract with Fox sports. You, yeah. you have a multitude of skill sets, but so you're very well-rounded so they can plug you yeah. in where needed. But how yeah. does all that work as far as like the contract goes of what you can and can't do maybe in and outside of Fox? Every contract's different, but when you're under contract full-time with a network, they are your primary. So if you get asked to do anything else, you just have to go to them and use your better judgment of, hey, can I go do this? <laughs> when to a ask lot for of the time, most to, of the when time. To actually play that card or ask for permission? Yeah, yeah, most of the time it's yes and it's fine, but they get first choice, first priority when you're under contract with a network yeah. in the way that I am. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. But you're under contract, so... When one show goes away and then they just start yeah. leveraging you in different places, your contract yeah. doesn't go away, but is it just that flexible because it's not tied to a show? Uh, that's when you get more flexibility to go do other things and yeah. you're going to get more yeses. Um, but it's also fun because that's a time where you can go and explore and figure out what I want to do next. And that's where I really realized what my next move wanted to be. And that was to be in the opinion space because I never had that before. I was either 
on the sidelines, giving a 30 to 90 second report of what I saw, doing an interview, asking questions, or hosting a show where you're reading a teleprompter the whole time. So it wasn't really... And again, like I I have been so grateful for every step of the way and I've loved every step of it. I can do now every step of it. But my goal in life is to always evolve and to always grow and to find what can I do better, as I mentioned before. And for me, it was what's that next step for me? And it's finding my voice and finding my opinion within this industry that I love and that I've been in for a decade. I want to talk more about that. But before I leave, that's feels like the present and future. I want to just look, continue to talk a little bit back because you've done so many things. What's yeah. Okay. The most badass, the most, this is a rad cast. We talk about radical shit. So what's the most like badass. Okay. I pinch myself like moment for Alex Curry. Do you have one or a few? (laughs) I've had a lot of those. I've been a part of some pretty incredible moments within sports. And I'm going to say it all started with my very first sideline. I was a part of the Angels broadcast starting in 2012, but I was just doing like their magazine show, which is the the feature show. I do some pregame hits. And then in 2013, they go, hey, we're going to have you fill in for one game. So I fill in for one game in May. Just so happens that one game is when Mike Trout hits for the cycle. First career cycle. Wow. And that was my very first experience at sideline. Nail it. And then I get the full time sideline gig the next year, (laughs) which was so cool. Fast forward, I got to be there 2014, obviously, when Angels won the AOS, just being part of that whole experience. And then that was also 2014 when the Kings won the Stanley Cup and I was their team reporter and down on the ice drinking whiskey out of the Stanley Cup at 4 a.m. The night that they hoisted the Stanley Cup was absolutely insane. Um, And then once we got Albert Pujols on the Angels and just being the first person to talk to him after he hit career home run 600, being there down on the field with that moment, then we get Shohei Otani and him hitting his first career home run at Angel Stadium, the first person he talks to, and we get these crazy Gatorade showers happening as I'm running away from that. Then 2019, when the women win back-to-back Women's World Cups in France, and I've been with them the entire year, the team reporter, I'm the first person talking to them and talking them through everything. There have just been... I've been lucky to be a part of some pretty incredible sports moments that not many people get in a lifetime. Man, that's a lot. And you had me a trout cycle, first cycle. And then, but on Tony, people don't realize how like that guy pitching and hitting home runs. That guy is as radical as they come. No, I don't know. if Otani? Yeah, Otani. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody has a complete appreciation on how ridiculous he is. (laughs) <laughs> no, and I, I don't think people are appreciating the greatness when it's right in front of our face. And we did this like you've seen this like with LeBron, like people yeah. when he was in his stretch of incredibleness, like how did he not win more MVPs? I don't know. I think people get tired of the fact that you're just seeing someone do something so great over and over again that you stop appreciating exactly what this athlete and this human is doing. And we're seeing that with Shohei Otani. We've never seen anyone in the game do what he's doing right now. Be almost, he's an ace. He's an ace on a pitching staff. And he was leading the league in home runs up until he got injured a couple weeks ago. And at one point during the season, he was number one on every offensive and pitching step for the angels. It is insane. He becomes a free agent this off season. And I think he's, probably going to get a half a bill 
yeah. contract wherever he ends up. But it's, yeah, it, it's going to be crazy. I hope he goes to the Braves. I don't know if they're even in the market for him. I don't know. That's not their style, though. The Braves, <laughs> it's not. get them young, lock them into a contract young, and I then know. it and either pans bloom. out they know how and to bring they have them a along. great. They're pretty I, badass yeah. this year. It's who's going to be able to afford it. I, uh, my gut is saying the Dodgers. Yeah, probably. It's going to be a big market team yeah, for sure. Big market uh, team. It'll be interesting. What's your favorite sport? Is it baseball? You're doing flipping bats now. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of baseball, but what's the favorite sport? Yeah, it's different. So it's like, what's my favorite sport to watch on TV? Yeah. Or, what's my favorite sport to watch in real life? What's yeah. my favorite sport to cover? Yeah. It's crazy. We, we talk about this a lot. I say the best live sport to watch is hockey um because i think you really have to be there for it hockey and basketball uh i love watching football but i love being able to see what's happening and hearing what's happening so i love watching that on tv mm-hmm. and then there's just something i guess i because i grew up in a ballpark at dodger stadium so baseball is just it feels like picnic in the park that's just like family time hang out and i spent a decade of my career watching games every day during the summer and covering games. <laughs> I know. I love it all. And soccer was hard. Once I stopped playing, it took me a moment to get that anxiety of missing not playing. It was hard to watch because I wasn't playing. Covering it was one of the more special things I've been able to cover. And then obviously having it be at the World Cup and watching the U.S. women win the World Cup was pretty incredible. Yeah. And it was. Is And then... I, I imagine I couldn't help but I was thinking today because it's like Alex Curry's coming on, and obviously we're just, our show's pretty evergreen. But it's such a how many times did you talk uh, about Aaron Rodgers today? <laughs> did that come up in anything? Uh, constantly, it's that was the most roller coaster of an evening watching him run out there with the American flag on nine eleven in New York. Between what it looked like, two twin towers onto the field, to the middle, putting the flag right on the Jets logo. Like, it felt like hearing, again, all of his off-season conversations of just how happy he was. He felt like he was in a dream. He felt reborn. He was rejuvenated. It just, it felt like he had the best, like, off-season, preseason, running onto the field in that moment, and then four plays into the game, Tara's his Achilles. And it was just like, wait, what? Like that emoji where the mind is like yeah. exploding. Yeah. Is this not so on brand for the Jets right now? My oh, heart God. just hurts so bad for all of the Jets fans and for Aaron Rodgers. He's 39 years old. So the, now the question is, does he retire or is he going to rehab and come back and play at 40, 41? This is not an easy injury to come back from, let alone the mental side of it, of, getting yourself back to that place of being the best of who you can be and back to that MVP form. I know. The Jets just cursed. Good God. Like, I don't know. It know. could be. I don't, it I could be. It. I mean, it's not even but funny, then the but end of the like, game, God. you have an undrafted rookie. He did. Walking <laughs> off with a crazy punt return who like made the team a week ago. Yeah. Like it was just, it was the most roller coaster of a game. But again, that's what makes sports so beautiful because it can be, so heart wrenching, mm-hmm. and then it come back and just be so beautiful at all all in one game. That's yeah. what you got right there. I know it's going to be interesting. I hope something I, I, tells me Aaron's so competitive that he won't go out that way. I don't know. I just it'd probably just be what his body. T- I think if his body will allow him, he'll probably come back. And then, but like you said, at forty, it's crazy. I was just 
talking with Mark Sanchez earlier today. Obviously, he was the last quarterback to get the Jets to the postseason. Yep. But he was talking about the time when he like ruined his shoulder and he was out for the rest of the season. He goes, the way he explained it was so it, it like really put you in that mindset of where he's at right now. He goes, think of it like Bruce Wayne when he goes into his like dark lair, right? You're Batman. You got to go down there. You are by yourself. You are in a dark, deep, dark mental place that only you can be there with and you have to get yourself through because the game's still going on. Like Jets, Jets nope. have more games. They have another quarterback. They're going on. You are all by yourself and you have to get yourself there. Your Sunday's a different story now. You're going to have your surgery. Then you're going to be on a scooter. Then you're going to be in a boot. Then you're going to have to start rehab again. It's like your life is completely different to get back to where you were yesterday morning. Yeah. No. So it's just, it's a journey that only Aaron can go through and understand and whatever he wants to do. Hey, maybe six months into it, he's not healing the way he wants to. If he says, you know what? I gave it a shot. I don't think anyone's going to blame him. No. He's gotten, he's accomplished so many things. He's gotten a Super Bowl. He's four-time MVP. Like he was the greatest in the game for a point in time. And it's just, this is tough. This is a really hard injury to come back from. Who's Who do you like this year? In football, like any surprises, anybody coming out of the woodworks that we might not expected in the NFL? I, uh, Miami looked really good. God, they look great. Tyreek Hill and Tua looked really good. I, know, I, I was loved like, Holy Hush shit. McDaniel. Like, I, just, I think, wait just a second. I think they just threw another touchdown. <laughs> it's like 500 yards, 478 right? yards. You, right? you don't see those stat lines in the NFL that often, right? No, no, they were absolutely insane. I think another, like, huge surprise not really because a you had Mahomes you're missing Chris Jones yeah Burrow you're coming off of injury not being at training camp I picked this um, upset I'm so glad you're going Josh here. Allen I love you so uh, much for so going great. where I think you're going you've, <laughs> you've three top quarterbacks that went 0-1 week one so yeah. I think that shocked a lot of people I don't think it's telling for how the season's gonna be yeah but it makes it a fun conversation like yeah. we talk about it on my radio show it's it's great. I picked Detroit to beat Kansas City. I told everybody that wanted to listen. Did you really? Yes. I was like, that's, yeah. Cause I just, Good I think Detroit's up and coming. I just think they're up and coming. And I do, but they're, I don't, I'm not saying they're going to Super Bowl contender. I think fringe playoffs, but I just thought they yep. had it. Yeah. I think their coach has a plan. I don't know. It just felt like the NFL. I've listened to him. Yeah. Have, have you heard his like posting yeah. pressers? Have, yeah. have you listened to any of the speeches? That's a exactly. guy that you want to listen to. And you're like, yeah, this is how. It, it it's similar to uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, what you're seeing him do right now in Colorado. If you have a certain leader that can get every single player on the team to buy in a certain way, that's how you create championship teams. Yeah. Like I've been around a lot of championship teams across every sport. And the one common thing is everyone buys in and everyone's on the same page. And it all starts with their leader. Yeah. And it's you're seeing that with both those teams. Yeah. My, my alma mater struggled out of the gates, but it's been that way. And that's with Clemson, with Dabo Sweeney. Ooh, He's that guy. <laughs> ooh. I mean, you had your moment. I you had your moment. You hey, had some great moments. We got a lot of talent. They're just you young. had some moments. <laughs> you just can't lose to Duke the first game of the year. <laughs> you know, that hurt. That yeah. was a gut punch of reality. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Talk to me. Is it like, I don't, you don't wear this on your sleeve, but I know it's part of it. But being a woman in sports, it's not easy, yeah. right? It's, no. it's gotten 
better. I say this from assumption and not to put words in your mouth, but surely it's gotten better, but it's not great all the time. You have to have thick skin. And I tell any like young woman wanting to get into this, make sure it's what you love and everything you want to do, because you're going to, you're going to go through a lot of tough times to get to where you want to be. Now, from when I started to where we are now, there are so many more opportunities for women that weren't necessarily available when I had just gotten out of college, which is why I find it so important to evolve as a woman within sports, and which is why I wanted to continue to evolve my career and have a voice and have an opinion and have a space where I can talk about sports just as much as every other person out there who loves all of the games and everything that goes with it. But as a woman, you have to work twice as hard with half the opportunity and you better be overprepared. You better just be so on point. That's just the name of the game. It's what you have to, it's not the same for men and women in this industry. You say one thing, maybe mispronounce something wrong. It's she knows nothing. Get her out of here. It's, are you kidding me? (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. It's just, it's a lot, but I personally choose. I don't, I don't look into it. I know a lot of people do. And with social media, it's tough because it's right there all the time in your face. This is why I choose just to have such a positive outlook on life. I choose to be happy every single day. I choose to love what I do. I choose to be the best at what I know I can be and that's the best that I can give. And so I'm going to live in a happy space because that's what life is all about. Yeah. Where does, where does that come from? Is that, was it, is, is it nature, nurture? Is it like you always been I that had way? A very, po- a very positive mom. Yeah. A very positive mom, but I also have been through some pretty tough things in life and I've been in some dark places and I did a lot of therapy to get me back to being the human that I wanted to be today. And that's why I choose every single day because I know what it's like to be in those not so great places. So I make it a choice every day to choose happy and to wake up positive and to do the things every day in my life that keep me in this happy, positive space. Yeah. It shows because it really does. And that's why I wanted you on the show is I didn't, it doesn't, it feels like you, like that's the real end. It is. But I will say, I'm glad to hear that you're getting more into the opinion side of it. I think, I think part of the, it's like we want more of what we're used to a lot of times. And I think the reason like for women breaking through, we need more women having opinion on sports so that we hear it and we get conditioned to it and we can respect it. And I think that bodes well for you and bodes well for continuing to drive more and more opportunity. It is. And I don't take this opportunity lightly. And I have to give so much credit to my dear friend, Joy Taylor, who is also on Fox Sports, the co-host of Speak. And the first time I filled in with her on The Herd, I always want to get better. So I always tell who I'm working with. I'm like, I love constructive criticism. How can I be better? What can I do better? And I did that with joy. And she's, I want you to have a stronger opinion. I was like, no one's ever told me that before. You were the first person in my decade of being in this industry to tell me that. And I took it to heart and I was like, oh yeah, duh. Why don't I just do this? And it's, it's so crazy that it just takes one person to flip your mindset, to be like, oh yeah, no, I can do this. I, why wouldn't I be able to do this? And it's just, 
it's awesome to have women in your corner too. There's so many of us within the industry, the women within the industry, we have, we're all really close too. We all talk, we all hang out. Some of my best friends are women in the industry, Joy Taylor, Cynthia Freeland at NFL Network, Colleen Wolf, MJ Acosta, like everyone. It's just like, we are Jane Slater who works with the Cowboys. Like we are all just so close and champion each other and lift each other up, which I also think is really important just to have people in your corner, no matter what industry you're in. It's just whether it's a mentor or have someone that you can bounce ideas off of. It's so important to to have that soundboard. What are you doing when you aren't working? What makes you happy outside of sports and work? <laughs> My husband's a musician. Okay. And so music and live music is a huge part of like my happy. So he's gone a lot cause he's on tour. Yep. Uh, so I go and I can see him when he's there. Um, but then I'm also super active. I love working out. I love circuit training, bike riding. I have two dogs. I take my dogs on crazy adventures. I have a big family, all my sisters, I have four little or three little sisters. They all still live around here. So it's a lot of family time, just being outside and then doing and doing cool things. I love adventures and doing cool new things. And food, really good restaurants. My mom and sister are private chefs. We're big foodies in the family. Oh, geez. Man, I'd be, yeah. I'd have to like really work out a lot. Like, if I, if, I do every uh, day. Yeah, yeah. Every damn day. So I can eat that delicious food. What's your favorite meal? Worth it though. What's your favorite? Worth like, it. what type of food are we talking? Oh, I love it all. What did I make last night? I made taco salad. So okay. I make my own ground taco meat, spicy seasoning. Tacos, salad, everything, everything, fish, meatballs, love sushi. I'm the kind of person that like you could, I am also gluten-free. I have been for like 16 years. So that's a, like an issue. Yeah. But if it's, if I'm able to eat it, I will give anything a try. Like I just, I love food. Dude. I'm adventurous. Ah, yes. Adventurous, yeah. happy and a badass on TV. Alex, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Tell me, everybody that's listening, how they can keep up with everything you're doing. All they can do is flip on the damn TV and watch Fox Sports. You're probably yeah. on one way or another, but <laughs> besides that, how they keep up with you. I post everything I'm doing on my social media accounts on Instagram, Twitter, X, at Alex underscore Curry. Everything will always be there. Links, tags. Listen to me Saturdays, every Saturday on Fox Sports Radio from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific. You can hear me there. Perfect. Hey, guys, yeah. we really appreciate you coming on. Alex, I, I, I've uh, been a fan from afar for a while and really respect Thank the you. happiness, the joy, and soon to be lots more opinion. I'm happy to hear it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate it, Alex. Of course. Thanks, Ryan. Hey, guys, you know where to find us, the radcast.com. Search for Alex Curry. That's C-U-R-Y. You'll find all the highlight clips and everything about Alex, all her highlight clips, links, and where to find her on Fox Sports. You know where I'm at, Ryan Alford, on all the platforms with that blue check, verified before you can buy it. We'll see you next time on the Radcast. To listen or watch full episodes, visit us on the web at theradcast.com. Or follow us on social media at our Instagram account, the.rad.cast, or at Ryan Alford. Stay radical. Take it.